Well, hello, beauties. Erica here with another episode for you. And if you are new to the Beauty in the Vlog podcast, welcome. I am so excited to have you and be part of the community here. And if you are a longtime listener, then you probably know that I am on a bit of a break from the podcast, just two to three months while I focus on the Beauty and the Vlog bootcamp. If you want to learn more about the bootcamp and what it's about, you can go to beautyandthevlog.com forward slash bootcamp. So while I'm focusing on the bootcamp, I am going to be replaying some of the best episodes of Beauty in the Vlog for you. We've got over a hundred episodes here and there's such amazing content. So I know I'm not going to be publishing new episodes for the next couple months, but there's such amazing content and great gems of information that have already been uploaded. So I am highlighting those for the next few months. So uh, if you're new, then those will be brand new for you. And if you are a part of the community already, if you listen to the episodes, it's always great to re-listen again because there's just so much information in each and every episode. And I've curated the best episodes that I think you will get the most out of listening to again. And just know that the podcast is my number one. I absolutely love the podcast. That's the heart and soul of beauty and the vlog. So I will be coming back full force with amazing interviews, amazing episodes in a few months once the bootcamp has wrapped up. So I'm very excited for all the amazing content that I have planned for the podcast. And if you love the podcast, please uh, snap a photo of you listening or a screenshot and upload it onto your Instagram stories and tag me. I love seeing that. I love seeing how you guys listen to the podcast and I will make sure to share those on my Instagram stories as well. So don't forget to screenshot uh, your phone and just do it right now and tag me in Instagram. And also, if you are not a member of the Facebook group, definitely go in there. I will be in there as well. It's a thriving community, lots of amazing creators helping one another out and just a really great group of people over there. So join the free uh, Facebook group as well. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. If you haven't, please leave a review. It helps so much uh, when it comes to podcast rankings. All right, guys, I really hope that you enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Beauty and the Vlog podcast. I'm your host, Erica Vieira. Beauty and the Vlog is an online community and podcast dedicated to supporting YouTube content creators in beauty, fashion, fitness, and lifestyle. We go behind the scenes in the world of video creating through YouTuber interviews, strategy sessions, and in-depth discussions pertaining to all things YouTube. To get the most out of Beauty and the Vlog, make sure to join the Beauty and the Vlog Facebook group and check out our beautyandthevlog.com website for show notes and more. So sit back, relax, and prepare to learn, have fun, and be inspired. Let's go. Well, hello, beauties. Erica here with another <laughs> interview for you, and I'm so excited to introduce my guest for you. I feel like I've been trying to get her on the show for a while, and she finally agreed, <laughs> and I've had so many people request to have her on, so that's kind of why I kept on going, and I kept on bugging her for her interview. And so I've got Coffee Break with Danny, and before I get into her intro and the interview, just a couple things that I always mention at the top of the podcast is to, if you aren't already, make sure that you subscribe 
subscribe to the podcast just because then you'll automatically get those episodes in your podcast app every week or if you're on Stitcher or wherever you're listening, just make sure that you subscribe. And also to really get the most of the beauty in the vlog community, make sure you join our private Facebook group. We've got about a thousand people in there right now. It's so active. We have a lot of influencers, wannabe influencers, people who have had their channel for years, people are just getting started. So it's an amazing community of just supportive people that are supporting one another and helping one another out with their channels. And we have bloggers and Instagrammers. So it's a really cool community. Just search beauty in the vlog. I'll have the link in the show notes. Also, if you're not part of the group, you're totally missing out. And what I do too, is I actually post in advance who I'm interviewing and then they're able to provide me with a list of questions. So I did that this time around. So I have some awesome questions from the Facebook group. And also if you're not signed up for the email newsletter, make sure you do that as well. Alrighty. So Coffee Break with Danny is a 32-year-old mom of two boys and a classically trained chef and nutritionist who started a YouTube channel where she talks about all things beauty. She's based out of Texas and she started her channel in May of 2013 and currently has over 425,000 subscribers and 33 million video views. Danny, thank you so much for being here. So happy you invited me. <laughs> yes. Do you know what's so funny is I actually was first introduced to your channel like a couple years ago by my sister because she's <laughs> she's funny because she has nothing related to beauty. She's a pediatric dentist, but she's obsessed with makeup. <laughs> she watches the videos, and she's like, "Have you ever heard of this girl Coffee Break with Danny?" I'm like. No, she's like, oh my gosh, she's so cute. She's so positive. She has big eyes like us and she's just really funny. And like, I really like her. So I, that's how I was introduced oh, to your channel. Well, you, yeah. So I've been subscribed to you since and pop in and watch your videos every now and then. So I, I'm personally a fan of your channel as well. And so super glad to have you on. So the first question that we always ask everybody who's on the show is, what inspired you to start a YouTube channel or what was going on in your life when you decided to? launch your channel? Oh my goodness. So whirlwind type romance life story. <laughs> Aren't <laughs> they always? Yeah, always. Yeah. Yes, always. Mm -hmm. So I was a high school teacher, born and raised in California, lived there all my life. I met my ex-husband now. We got married right away, moved to Texas. I get to Texas. I realize I'm pregnant. And I have no idea who I am anymore. I don't know anybody. I don't have any family. I am just sitting at home being a mom. You know, and it was one of those not difficult pregnancies, more like difficult newborns that doesn't want to sleep, doesn't like to be rocked, doesn't like to be swaddled, doesn't oh, like Oh man. Like, yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I, I, I had a little bit of that. The, the, the sleeping thing was my issue with mine. Yeah. It was, ugh. Yeah. She well, wanted I mean, to be awake all the time. Lack of sleep makes you crazy. crazy. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. And so I found myself watching beauty YouTube videos and extremely lonely at four and in the morning. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I've been there. <laughs> exactly. So I was like, okay, I don't know who I am anymore. I don't have any friends. I miss teaching. I love beauty and I look like a troll. So why don't we just try this out for a second, see how it does? And that was it. It just kind of snowballed a little bit out of control. <laughs> so, okay. So you were a teacher and yeah. you decided to, to quit your job when you guys moved to Texas or yeah. were you working? I was, I just, I didn't work. I didn't look into anything because you were, you were when I got baby. here, I was pregnant. Yeah. You know, I didn't, I didn't realize I was just like, Oh, I'm sick. I'm sick. I'm sick. Maybe I'm just sad. Cause I miss my mom. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then you're <laughs> like, I'm preggers. 
<laughs> yeah. So where does being a chef and nutritionist come in? Oh, so growing up, uh, my mom was a stay at home mom. And when I turned 13, she was like, you know what, I took care of you guys, I raised you and I want to go back to work. So we were hungry. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I would just kind of mess around in the kitchen and cook for my brother and my dad. And I realized that cooking was a really great way of connecting with people and making people happy. And I was like, Oh, my God, I can cook eat, which I love and make others happy. So I went to school to become a chef. My parents weren't necessarily on board. You know, they were like, you know, we're be a doctor, be a lawyer, be, yeah, be a teacher, be something. Yeah. They're Mexican immigrants. So for them, if I say I'm a chef to them, it's I'm a cook, you know, and they were like, no, we want more for you. But I was like, you know, it's just where my heart is. So I wanted to make them happy. I wanted to be happy as well. So I also became a nutritionist so that I could give them a fancy diploma. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and then that just turned into teaching culinary arts. Oh, so you were were a teacher for culinary arts. Yeah. Oh, so so you were a school teacher. I I went to, yeah, well, I went to school to become a chef and a nutritionist. And when I was pursuing my own catering business, I got a lot of, well, you know, maybe this isn't the right place for pretty girls. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this is kind of a man's business. All my life, I've heard that about how I don't have to worry about a career. I don't have to worry about education. And I'm like, really? I don't know. Anyway, I know. Yeah. It was like, I've always had interest, I guess, in like sexist businesses or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, And so, um, I got a random offer to teach culinary arts at high school level, and it was a um, career technical program. So it gave the kids the ability to perhaps look into a future career, not just culinary arts for an elective. Oh, that's very cool. Yeah. So, okay. And then, um, so then you, you were a mom. How old was the baby when you started your channel? One. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, one. So you had this baby and then you said, I'm just going to start a YouTube channel for the, for the heck of it. Or did you have any goals or what, what was kind of going through your mind when you first started it? Um, well, I wanted to connect. Um, I've always had this really deep desire to connect to people. I don't like to be, you know, I, I need to be social. So I wanted to connect. Um, I found the interest you know, in the beauty community because of watching videos late at night. And then, like I said, I wasn't feeling very good about myself. And so that kind of uh, made me feel, you know, better, Mm -hmm. you know, taking those extra five minutes as I do this interview with no makeup on, by the way. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then it was, I remember I opened my channel mid-May, but I don't think I posted my first video until Memorial Day weekend. Mm -hmm. And I remember telling my ex-husband, I'm going to post this video. And if I don't have a hundred subscribers by the time Memorial Day weekend's over, I'm shutting it down. Yeah. 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 And yeah, I just always have these like audacious, ridiculous goals for myself. And uh, after a couple of, you know, pep talks from my mom and my ex-husband, they were like, what, like, where'd you get that number from? Like, what are you, are you crazy? Like, what does that even mean? Yeah, if yeah. It's something you enjoy, does it matter if it's five, 25, a hundred, 25,000? Does it matter? Yeah. And I was like, huh. That's a really good point. <laughs> yeah. And then that was it. And so, okay. So then you started your channel. So it sounds like your family was on board with that. Uh, my mom is 
is the type of mom that her encouragement is kind of, it's, it encourages me because she's always telling me like, I don't know why you think that. I think you could do anything you want. Like, mm-hmm. don't be ridiculous. You know, yeah, she's very, very but in like her rough way. Yeah. Oh, I, I know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, totally. And so it, it's super motivating. You know, mm-hmm. she's very, um, she's not coddly. You know, mm-hmm. she's not like, oh, my daughter is a princess and she's perfect and whatever. She's yeah. like, work you're hard. Yeah. yeah. You're being dumb. Yeah. Do your thing. I know you can do it. What yeah. are you doing? You're wasting your time. Yes. yes. (laughs) I know that. Trust me. So so that's awesome. So then, so when you started, were you just kind of like uploading randomly or did you kind of say, I'm actually going to give it all I've got. I've got going to upload two or three times a week. I'm going to do all this or how, then how was like the first six months? Um, it was the best way I can describe it. It was almost like a high, like an adrenaline high. So I didn't have a schedule. I didn't know anything about analytics or when was the best time to post or the length, the proper length of videos or any of that. I was just kind of throwing videos out there. So there were times where I would post a video a week and then there were times where I'd post five videos like a week, five Mm -hmm. days in a row, you know, and it just turned into such a, um, like an adrenaline rush because, you know, reading comments and realizing that someone like halfway across the world was watching your random video about some random product. And so it turned into something that I wanted to do more of. And feeding off of that positive energy, um, I created a Monday through Friday schedule thinking coffee break with Danny be, you know, we could get ready together in the mornings. It would be something you could watch, you know, with breakfast or when you came home from school, something that you could depend on or count on me to be there and keep you company for 15 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever. But then after I had my second son, I was like, whoa, I cannot do five videos a week. Like I just, I can't, I want to, and I, I see myself getting back to that point. Once they're both in school, but right now it's two to three videos a week. <laughs> How, when did you start uploading the five videos a week? Um, probably within six months of having my channel. Did you see, say. like, did you see some growth from your channel at that point or were you already kind of gaining some traction before? The traction came really fast, mm-hmm. you know, uh, so fast that my first like emotional hurdle was that people would question my integrity of my channel. Like, how did you just open your channel and you already have so much growth? Oh, wow. So it, it was one of my first experiences where I was like, Oh, this hurts my feelings a little bit. You know, were people calling that into question Were people saying like, where did you come from? And Absolutely. Like, where are you coming from? And how do you have this much growth in such little time? It wasn't like, I mean, my channel isn't even that big now. It's not like it was a ridiculous growth, but it was fast, Mm -hmm. you know? And so the growth happened, you know, within the first year. Absolutely. And it was just like milestone after milestone. And I was just really excited, you know, because no one collaborated with me. No one helped me. I didn't know anyone. It just... It's something that I feel uh, was meant to happen, you know, and it just, I don't know, it, it gave me my first good experience and bad experience at the same time, you know, how YouTube could totally be a double edged sword, you know, with positive and negative criticism. Well, it's like anything in the public eye. You know, anybody yeah. in the public eye, you're going to you're throwing yourself out there. But the difference is, I think, with someone who's like yourself, who's just kind of a 
a normal everyday person versus like a celebrity is that you're like, I'm not getting paid the mega bucks to be doing this movie and to be putting myself out there. And, you know, I'm still new to this. And so, but you kind of held to that same level of scrutiny as like, you know, somebody out there making the millions. And And that's always the defense is, well, you put yourself out there. That's what comes with the territory. I'm sorry, but (laughs) abuse doesn't come any territory okay yeah. and, and and yeah that's a whole nother thing but it's like i don't even get it the people that just they're on there just being trolls and it's the weirdest thing you know it is it's, it's an enigma for sure it's so weird so why do you think that you achieved that level of growth in your first year honestly i i i can't i I I don't know. I don't know. I mean, all I can say is from the day that I started to now, I'm just myself, you know, and the best way I can describe myself is if you guys are familiar with Janice on Friends, you either love me or you hate me. Like there's no in between, you know, I get comments where they're like, wow, I really like you. I'm so you're, I can connect to you. You're relatable. You're so humble or you're so annoying. I want to stab myself in the eye. (laughs) It's just, I'm, that's just who I am, you know, and I've always stayed the same and I'm just, I, I bless you. Thank you. I put the microphone off. I was sneezing right in the microphone. <laughs> oh, no, I was thinking about that. I was like, Oh, if I sneeze, what am I going to do? So I, <laughs> um, I don't know. I think consistency is key and I don't, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm Maybe I'm like a train wreck and you just you're just you're just watching, waiting for me to do something that's interesting. I, I, I'm relatable. I don't know. I can't say without I don't know. You don't know? I I, I can't. I can't. I well, we should ask my mom that yeah. question. An outside person probably would know. I mean, I definitely don't think you're train you're like a train wreck. There's definitely people out there that are and they get a lot of audience and then people are like, What are they gonna do? I wouldn't say that's you at all. But I think you're right. I think you're very um I wouldn't say you're polarizing because there's some people that are just like really polarizing in the sense that they are, they have very extreme ideals and, and very extreme viewpoints and people like love that or they hate it. But yeah, I could see that with you. You know, you have such a positive outlook and you're always so positive that some people might be annoyed and think it's fake. And then other people say, Oh my God, I I wish I I could be like that. I think that's it. They Mm. think it's, it's like, a stage like like it's pretend like I'm faking it but it's just who I am I mean with the exception of my extremely foul mouth in real life oh really (laughs) yeah oh yes really how do you control it on your channel that is my deepest darkest secret on this show by the way reveal (laughs) sailor mouth daddy wow I control it because I was a teacher you know and so I I well okay let's let me just put it out there when I say words like mother trucker and yeah. frazzle snatch and things like that on my channel. <laughs> yeah. I'm really trying hard not, not to, to say the say real ones. Mother, yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, now that you asked me that, I think it might have a lot to do with uh, teaching. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like I learned a lot of techniques on how to um, communicate with people and keep them kind of entertained or connected yeah. or create mm-hmm. that connection. And maybe that's why people yeah. Like me a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So when you started, were you always, were, did you start with that name Coffee Break with Danny? Yeah. And like with that yes, theme song the and the whole thing? From the, from the, from the minute I hit record the very first time before I even knew how to edit. Yeah. I did my jingle and I remember my ex-husband saying, are you really going to put that out there? <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> oh, that's funny. Like, yes, I am. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. You know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> what I have to lose? It just, 
was literally spur of the moment from the seat of my pants. If that's how you say that yeah, line. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it was just, it was that. And I mean, he actually was the one that helped me come up with the name, but uh-huh. the jingle, I have no idea how it just came out of my mouth. Yeah. With the yeah. I mean, I always have coffee with me. I mean, I, I, mean, I do too right now. <laughs> it's like, but I think it's so cute and it's so smart. It's, it's like, it's, it's like coffee break with me. Woohoo. You know, it's just, it's almost like you did it, but it, it was instinctively a really smart move. Because it's a branding and now you branded yeah. yourself and everyone thinks about Coffee Break with Danny. Everyone probably has that little da 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 you know, the way you started with your little song. And then you yeah. have like that. Did you always have like that turquoise, kind of the turquoise color, the turquoise background? When I just started, we were actually finishing uh, building this house. Mm-hmm. So I was filming in my room in the townhome we had. And I don't think I have any of those videos even up anymore. Which I don't know why, yeah. <laughs> but I don't think there's any of my first videos. I don't think there's any le- left up on my channel. Um, but it's always been, you know, from when I started in this room, it's always been that room. It's yeah. just the color that I was. It's a funny story too, because for me, it was Tiffany's blue. Like that was the color that I always wanted. I always wanted, I always wanted. And then when my brother got engaged, he got married before me. My sister-in-law, by the way, totally jacked my color. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> because because you're the only one that can have a Tiffany blue For color, sure. right? <laughs> okay. No, it was like my thing. I had no boyfriend. I had no idea when I was going to get married. I had no plans. But girl, I had already picked yeah, out my color. color. <laughs> she was like, oh, that's such a pretty color. Do you mind if I use it? Honestly, oh, I she's one of my best friends. Yeah, I don't mind. Yeah. But I feel like it created such like an impression on me that yeah. now it's like in my living room, in my bathroom, in my, <laughs> in yeah, my kitchen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's history with that color. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So one of the questions that we always ask is, was there like a turning point for your channel or like a tipping point, like a point where something happened? Maybe it was a viral video or a collaboration or something where, you know, your channel kind of got to that next level. Um, honestly, I, this is going to sound so bad, but I don't remember. Like I don't, mm. I, I still to now don't feel like I am at a point where I can say, oh, I've hit a tipping point. Like for me, it's just me and my small channel and my subscriber friends, you know, the ones that I see every day leave the same, you know, the same people, the same people that comment, the same yeah. people that support me. So I don't feel like I don't I don't feel like my channel is at a point where I'm like, oh, yeah, well, you know, I'm a YouTuber. But <laughs> I, I, just, I don't know. I mean, I feel so unbelievably blessed that I've been able to collaborate with like ColourPop mm. or I don't know, I have a collaboration coming out next week with it's a and with what? Uh, yeah. it's a it's a San Francisco company. They're okay. They're the new ColourPop. Let me just okay. put it out there. Okay. I'm putting it out into the universe. All just right. watch. watch. <laughs> what is that coming out? Um, it comes out next Thursday. Oh, well, that's when this podcast episode is going to be aired. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> hey, guys, go get my Lotus. <laughs> my Lotus collection. Shameless plug, oh my by the God. way. Oh, my God. I have um, to check it out. Yeah. So I don't. I just, I feel like when you get recognized by companies, it feels great. And you feel like, oh, well, maybe I am doing something right. Yeah. But I still don't feel like I'm, you know, there or anything 
You know what I'm trying to say? <laughs> I do. I do. And is there a point? Do you, is there like a, a number in, in your mind where you're like, okay, I really want to get to that subscriber number? Or are you kind of like, I just kind of take it as it is? I mean, you seem to me like a very... Um, almost like 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 a very goal oriented person like you seem like a really hard worker goal oriented yeah. person i can't imagine you not having goals but i i don't oh, know okay. yeah 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 like a like a bigger goal yeah, or a, yeah um i don't after that 100 subscriber story that i told you yeah. i feel like um it's so hard to be quantitative with youtube and you know google and the way that they you know run ads and their analytics it's just so hard to yeah actually mean anything when it comes to numbers, I feel like as long as I'm growing, whether it's slow or fast, as long as I'm growing, mm-hmm. I I feel like I'm I'm doing something right. Yeah. You know, so I guess the minute that I like plateau or start, start losing subscribers, then I'm like, oh maybe we need to revisit this whole yeah. situation. Yeah. But yeah. um, yeah. you know, constant growth is 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 all I need. Yeah. But, That's good. That's- so yeah. how did that uh, collaboration with ColourPop come about? And was that like kind of your first big collaboration with a brand? Yeah, it was. Um, I remember um, stumbling upon ColourPop when they only had like eight eyeshadow colors. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, this company is really awesome. This might be something that my subscribers might enjoy. These little pots. They reminded me of Pogs. Do you remember Pogs? Oh, I remember Pogs. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) So they reminded me of Pogs. I was like, these can turn into like one of those addictive collection type things. And so I did a review on my channel and a lot of people purchased uh, from ColourPop because that video and they had this really awesome comment box that said, oh, how did you hear about us? And so everyone was like, oh, co- coffee break with Danny, coffee break with Danny. Um, they reached out to me and we actually met in person uh, in Dallas. They came to visit for like some uh, news interview in the morning. Mm-hmm. So we had dinner and it was just like a thought that we put out there. Like what if, you know, they collaborate with YouTubers. We just did a lipstick and a lip liner called Frida. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was a really great way to kind of just convey a message of positivity. And I love a lot of times that kind of annoys people how I take these opportunities to, I don't know, get some, get a lesson out of it or get Mm -hmm. something productive out of it instead of just, Oh, it's just a lipstick, you know? Yeah. Um, and so there's always a, a lot of thought behind, um, the collaborations that I've done. So I, yeah, I mean, ColourPop was the first the first project that I did. And I'm just so thankful. They're just such great, great, amazing, hardworking girls that, Mm. I mean, it's just an honor to have had that opportunity. How did it go? Like, how did it go? Like when it came to putting it out there and the sales of the product? I guess it did well. Uh, Both of my collaborations with ColourPop, I had a quad and a lipstick. They did well, but Mm -hmm. I think they Mm kind of ran their course. Yeah. I feel like it's always important to just know when it's time. You know, and experiences like that are never, well, I mean, no experience to me is a bad experience as long as you learn from it. It's a learning experience, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. And I mean, who can say, oh, I had a collaboration with ColourPop, you know? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's a a big honor for a channel and a YouTube to have that kind of collaboration with a makeup brand. But it's interesting because you say, you know, there's a difference between like a smaller channel and a bigger channel, which is, it's true. I mean, numbers is numbers. And when it comes to a brand or something, they're looking to to push product and the bigger the channel. Exactly. exactly. And I never take it personally, ever, ever. You can't. You can't. 
feelings every day. <laughs> yeah, and you won't move forward. Like if you sit there exactly. getting getting, you know, all upset about something, you just won't move forward. You just have to realize like your place in the whole thing. But having yes. said that, obviously they saw something in you and wanting to bring you on board and doing a collaboration. And there and there's a lot to be said for very active audience engagement. Like the fact that you in one video mentioned something and people ran to go buy it. That says a lot. And someone that might have yeah. twice the number of subscribers might not have that same level of engagement, might not have that same kind of fervor of an audience oh, to yeah, go yeah, do yeah. something, you know? Yeah, so absolutely. you might be smaller, but you might have a very, very, I mean, engaged audience. And like I even told you, like I had so many people wanting for me to interview you, like so many people, oh like more than God, that people. That feel so nice. Yeah. More than like people that have like a lot more subscribers, you know? And, and yeah. when I post in the Facebook group saying, hey, you guys, I'm going to be interviewing Coffee Break with Danny. I got like hearts and likes. I love her. I love oh. her. I don't have any questions, but I can't wait to listen. Oh my God. Oh my God. You know, really excited. People were really oh, pumped. And that's I, awesome. That makes me feel amazing. Yeah. So it's, I think you have to look at, and I, I'm sure you know this too, but like for people listening, like you really like even, because we have a lot of people listening that have smaller channels or they're just, they're looking at you as like an incredible inspiration and like in their wildest dreams, they'd love to be in your position, you know? And it's like, you know, you if you start building that engagement, you start bringing that audience from the get-go it doesn't like yes you want to have more than you know a hundred or a thousand subscribers that numbers are always better but if you can engage those people engage that hundred a thousand two thousand five thousand people that are already following you then yeah. it's just going to get better and bigger from there and the opportunities yeah. will come because little things like that that's an interesting story on how ColourPop noticed you yeah. things like that happen you know yeah, you don't absolutely. you weren't even trying you just had just this amazing audience that wanted what you were, you know, talking yeah, about. For sure. And Absolutely. they took it upon themselves to go purchase a product and two, to mention you in the, the comment box. It takes yeah. a lot for people to actually do all those things, you know? Yeah. That's so. a really great point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm so glad you brought that up. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So the other question I always ask is some kind of a struggle. What has been kind of like your biggest struggle with your channel and, you know, how are you overcoming that? Or what did you learn from that? I guess for me, it's the way that I grew up. I, like I said, my parents were immigrants. Um, I did not speak English. I couldn't read properly until I was probably in fourth or fifth grade. Um, and I was bullied beyond belief. I had the like Forrest Gump leg braces. Oh, wow. I had glasses. I had braces. Um, and not to mention I couldn't speak English and I couldn't read. So you, you had know? everything stacked against you, basically. Everything, yeah. everything. And you know, kids are cruel. Yeah. Kids are more cruel than grown ups sometimes. Yeah. And so I made it a point to not allow that to define me in a negative way. I made it a point to to take it as motivation and to turn it into something of value, you know? And so I thought that once I was grown up, married with kids, that was going to be something that I wouldn't have to deal with anymore. You yeah. know, that I wasn't going to have to deal with getting bullied, getting picked on, getting made fun of, getting teased. And I still have to face daily constant criticism. And I mean, it's not criticism that, you know, you you shrug off like, I don't know, you're annoying because Lord knows I know I'm annoying, you know? Yeah, yeah. 
I'm too much for some people. I get it. And that's totally cool. But there are certain boundaries that you don't cross. And people just don't seem to get that. What do you mean by what do you mean by that certain boundaries you don't cross? Um, you know, talking about your relationship with people or talking about your belief system or talking about, you know, I, I, I make it a point not to invest in putting back energy into something negative. So just for example, you know, comments that a long time ago, uh, when I started my channel, there were occasions when my son, my first son, my, my second son wasn't born yet, would kind of pop into the video and say hi. And my ex-husband is Taiwanese. And so comments like, oh, where did you buy your baby? Oh, oh are you God. going to adopt another baby? Or does your, do you not show your son because he's, you know, disabled, like mentally disabled? Jeez. Okay. So just, <laughs> You now do you understand what I mean by stuff that you don't cross like yeah. boundaries you don't cross. You're, you're so you're talking about the people that are commenting like they're crossing boundaries by saying certain things oh yeah yeah absolutely. oh yeah yeah absolutely and so for me the biggest hurdle has been accepting that it doesn't matter how old you are where you are in life what you're doing as a career unhappy people will always exist and no matter how much happiness and positivity and you know how much good i put out into the world i can't control that other aspect yeah. i can just control you know how i receive it and i don't yeah. you know i don't but of course there are some days like when i'm about to get my girl days that i'm extra emotional you yeah. know and you bother me <laughs> yeah. there are other days where i'm just not not going to deal with it and sometimes i may feel a little bit like oh my god i i i need to say something i don't i've learned that the hard way you know but it's just accepting the fact that as good as you want the world to be and as good as you want it as good as you want to make the world there's only so much you as one person can do yeah. And it's, it's really interesting because there are, I, you brought up like a good, a good point of like, you know, you learn the hard way of like not kind of bringing up that yes. stuff on your channel. Yeah. And I think in my opinion, I think that's, if I were in your position, I would handle things the same way just because it's funny because the majority of the people that watch your videos are, are probably watching them because they enjoy you. They enjoy the, your, your videos. The majority of people don't comment. Like, you know, I don't comment that often. I know other people, you know, they just watch it because they like you. And if they're, if they're spending 10 minutes to watch you, they probably will like you and your channel, but they may not take the time to sit there and comment or whatever. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you have a few people, maybe it's something like a very small amount, like it's 2%, 3% that take the time to say really nasty things. But then what happens is that a lot of times in these, YouTubers will end up like making a whole video about it. And then the majority of the viewers are like, wait, what? What's going on? And then then it's bringing a lot of energy into that negativity and it's bringing it to the forefront and it's making it more known. Whereas if they would have just ignored it, then yeah, Yeah. those people can seem kind of loud. They can seem kind of nasty just because they're saying mean things and it just sticks out amongst the hundreds of nice comments. But if you're giving life to it, then it almost makes it like a bigger deal and a bigger problem. Absolutely. Or, you know, I make it a point to remind myself that out of four bajillion nice comments, I'm going to get one bad. I'm not going to let it ruin, you know, my day or my mood. It's like they say, you know, negativity 
flocks to negativity like flies do on a turd. Yeah. Like it's just, so what I do is I, as hard as it is for me, I still manage my comments. I do not allow any sort of funny business yeah. on my comments. Do Am I totally being, I don't know, like stalling on my comments? Am I totally <laughs> controlling my channel? Yeah, guess what? It's, it's your channel. My channel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, and I'm not going to allow that. I'm not going to allow my subscribers to fight between each other. I'm not going to allow me to accept that, you know, welcome it. And I don't, I also want to like, you know, emphasize that I'm not saying that the biggest hurdle is, oh, the hate and the trolls and they hurt my feelings. No, it's just realizing as a grown up that there's bad people, you know, and it's going to be a part of every aspect of your life, no matter what job you have or what you're doing. Yeah. And so having that realization, you know, me innocently doing lipstick videos yeah. <laughs> was one of the biggest things that I had to cope with. Like there were times where I was like, is this really what I want to do? Like, like put myself out there like yeah. that and just take it. But then, you know, I mean, you get one bad one, like I said, and 4,000 million good ones. So whatever, you know, but I mean, there's gotta be something about it. I'm sure there's a lot about it that keeps you going and, and, and wanting to do it. You know, it has to, the, the, the people that do it and yeah, they, they come across like the negativity, but there's more good than bad. I would oh. assume. In every aspect, yeah. every avenue of the channel. I mean, to the point that I get up excited on days that I know I have to film. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God, I have to do, you know, what am I going to do today? Like, what am I excited about? Yeah. It's just, there's purpose behind it. It's not something that I do because it's a job or that, that pays it. I do it because I like it. Yeah. And I think that radiates on the screen and that's obvious to people that watch you. And I think it's, you make it a point to stay very private about your personal life. And there are a lot of influencers out there that are very open. And I can't mm -hmm. imagine, I think that would be a little hard to get, like you said, like criticism on things in your personal life, like your yes. kids or your husband or things that's going on. And yes. if you put yourself out there, then you're kind of getting, you're putting out all that into the world too. I would oh. think that would be really, really hard to deal with all that, whatever hate that you come from that. I mean, you got a little taste of it by, you know, having your son on the video like a yeah. few times. Yes. I mean, could you imagine, like, you could say whatever you want about me. I'm a big girl. Yeah. I have no skin. You talk about my family. Oh, and no the, way. The South San Diego urban Daniela is going to come yeah. out. You know? yeah. <laughs> I, that. I cannot. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm a classy lady now, but hey, don't talk about my family. <laughs> and, and I think mo a lot of women are like that. They're very protective of their kids. I mean, of course, you know. Yes. Um, but there are people that, that put, I mean, we've, I've had a few on the show that, you know, they do vlogs and family vlogs and they put everything out there. And they they've gone through a lot of things. They've they've quit. You know, they I can't. It's, it's so hard. And, you know, yeah. but 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 then a lot of it, it's turned into like their livelihood. So it's like a really interesting battle. But I think it's I think it's smart and interesting that you kind of make it a point to be very private from the beginning yeah. of that stuff. So, sure. yeah. All right. So the next section is our uh, best tips section. So like I said before, like we have a lot of people that listen that have their own channel. They're looking to grow their own channel. So this is kind of a little tips, you know, section for, for people like that. So, uh, the best tip for starting a YouTube channel. Um, well, start it. <laughs> Absolutely. Because I get so many comments that are like, I want to, but no, no, buts. there's no, buts. you have one life. Stop wasting time. Just yeah. put it out there, you know, start it. And then once you do start it, make sure that the person that is 
in those first 10 minutes or 15 minutes of your first intro video or get ready with me video, whatever you decide is the same person that someone's going to see in two years, three years, seven years, however long you decide to have your channel. And I feel like that's a really big, it's a really big, what is my best friend, Samantha? She also has a YouTube channel, Sammy's makeup corner, shameless plug. <laughs> um, she said, your, your stage persona, like, Make sure that it's not like the 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 person that you put out there when, you know, you don't know someone. Make sure you're just that the person that you are. Like if mm. someone runs into you at a Starbucks or a Target, which you'll probably run into me at a Target, <laughs> um, is the person that you're recording, you know, because you want people to like you for who you are. And I know this sounds like the most redundant and overplayed advice, but I'm the same peppy, per, like perky slightly borderline annoying, mm -hmm. high energy person from the beginning, you yeah. know, and it's like that, that saying where uh, it says, don't lie, because then you don't, you don't remember like what you lied about. Mm -hmm. So don't act a certain way, because you're not going to remember, you're, like, you're not going to be able to keep up. You're not going to be able to maintain that. Yeah, yeah. totally. Be, be yourself. I mean, that's the number one thing. And, and, and I think, you know, like you said, like, some people might in their own life, like, and they might be annoying to people, right? But it, but there's something charming and appealing to it. And those people end up actually having quite successful careers in the public eye because there's going to be people that relate to that. And there's also going to be people that can't stand that. But there is not one well-known person or, you know, out there that isn't polarizing in some way. They're always going to have people that love them, but there's always yeah. going to be people that like, ugh, I don't get it. That person's annoying. And that's well, fine. That's, that's, that's good in say, a way. Right? That's yeah. what they say. Like, you know, you've made it if people hate you or something. Yeah, because if people don't have an opinion either way, then then yeah. then you're not making any kind of an impact. You're not, you're not doing anything. You're just kind of being there, you know? So yeah. it's fine. Um, okay, best tip for what not to do with your YouTube channel. Um. Wow. Oh, I don't know. That's a really good one. <laughs> That's a really good one because I always feel like when you create a YouTube channel, you're kind of creating your own space, like your own little planet. And I mean, all's fair on that. You know, you have your own little government there. You could basically run it however you want, but you're also going to attract that type of crowd, you know, like, mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I could just say, like, think of what you don't like or what makes you feel uncomfortable or what... Uh, is something that you're not on board with and make sure you don't do that because whatever you do, that is what you're going to attract. You know, it's like a lot of these, uh, you know how the new trend on YouTube is like gossip channels. Yeah. yeah. They're kind of like TMZ, mm -hmm. a little bit more raw. Um, but I mean, you're going to attract more negativity than positivity because they're more negatively based channels. So I don't know. I, I would just say, don't do what you personally yourself don't like. Or if you know, oh, well, here's a good example. If I, I try so much makeup every day, every week, and there are a lot of times some that I really don't like, Yeah, I won't waste a video on filming a negative review on that product. Now, if I can find use for it. Like, oh, this is good for oily skin or this is good. And it's like a, a really great product that would, you know, fulfill a need for someone else in the beauty community. Then I'll talk about it, mm -hmm. but it's never going to be like bash trash and bag this horrible product yeah. because I don't like that. And I don't want to attract that. And then you attract the, oh, I love that you're honest comments. It's like, no, I'm always honest. Yeah. It's just, 
because I'm being negative doesn't mean I'm being honest. Yeah. So don't don't put out there what you don't enjoy doing or what you don't enjoy experiencing yourself. It's funny though, because I do like watching videos where people talk about like products that are really bad. Cause I think it's, I think it's interesting. You know, I'm like, okay, I, I want to know, like, I, I find it interesting that like people are like, okay, this like sucks and this and that. So I, I think everyone has like their own things of, of what they like yeah, to watch yeah. too, you know? Oh, sure. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that's a good tip. So what's your best tip for growing a channel? Um, probably, no, not probably, definitely consistency. So if you say you're going to post Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you better post Monday, Wednesday, Friday. If you're going to say you're going to post at seven o'clock every day, you post at seven o'clock every day. Just like people need punctuality and they need you to be committed and they need you to keep your word. It's the same thing for the internet. You can't Mm -hmm. just be like, oh, well, it's just YouTube, whatever. Yeah. Like, no, people count on you. It's like, Think of it as a job or like clocking in or taking a class in college. Post your videos the same damn time. Well, there, there you go. <laughs> Post your videos the same time yeah. every day, the day you say you're going to do it and do it, you mm-hmm. know, and, and don't, don't be flaky. Don't, oh, I hate that. I hate when people say something or they do update videos like, oh, I'm going to post this is my new schedule. Just kidding. This is my new schedule. Just kidding. I couldn't keep up with it. Now this is my, don't do a schedule then. Yeah. Yeah. But if you want to grow, do a schedule, stick to it, uh, engage with your subscribers, but engage with them in a way where you actually know them a little bit or know about them. How would you go about doing that? Like just comment in the comments or... Uh, yeah, reply to them. Mm -hmm. Or a lot of times, like, uh, I've kind of gotten to a point with, you know, my personal life and my job where I can't reply to them as much as I would like to. And that kind of breaks my heart because I love, I love commenting back. Yeah. And so I try, I'll sit at night sometimes and I'll just take a video and randomly reply to like that whole page of comments. Mm -hmm. Um, and there are times where I'll notice the same person over and over and over. And so I'll make it a point to search that person on Instagram or Twitter. And I go to their page, I follow them and I say, Hey, listen, I want to thank you for commenting, for always being so positive and for being a part of this little family, you know? And so it's actually been a really great way to make, you know, digital friends, I guess you could call them. Yeah, no, totally. And that's, I'm sure that totally made that person's day when you kind of make that extra effort to go find them on Instagram or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I don't know. It's nice. I mean, I, I'm guessing just how they think, oh, well, Danny's a real life person. I'm like, hey, you're a real life person too. Let's yeah. you know, chat like real life people. It's, yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> <what> it is. <laughs> and that kind of leads itself to like, you know, what we were talking about earlier, having like an audience that's super engaged, having people that are just committed to you yeah. and just feel like they they know you. And that's like yeah. super important. Otherwise, what's the whole point in doing this? Otherwise, then you're just like a commercial channel, you know? Like, yes. what's the point? Yes. Oh. Yes, absolutely. Uh, what is your best tip to get noticed on YouTube? Um... Oh, I don't know. Well, maybe pick your like your forte or your strength, um, whether it's reviews or your thumbnails. I know a lot of people are super crazy creative with their thumbnails. Like my thumbnails are so basic. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I don't know. Avoid avoid doing things like clickbait and, you know, stuff like that. That's just so tacky and in poor taste. But I don't know. I mean, as much as people go to YouTube to clear their minds and to relax and to, you know, watch something they enjoy, they also, I think, 
at the end of the day, we're all students and we all like to learn something or to mentally stimulate ourselves. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, you know, figure out a way to title your videos in a way that it's going to tell them exactly what they're going to see in this video or your thumbnail. What is your thumbnail about? Don't give me some vague thumbnail or some blurry thumbnail. Like tell us what it is, you know, your description box. I get so much great positive, um, comments or feedback on my description because Mm -hmm. everything you need to know is there, you know? So I don't know. I mean, have pride in your work, you know, because people notice that. Yeah. Yeah. And I like what you said about the fact that like people come onto YouTube to learn things. And Mm -hmm. I think that's so true. And that, you know, taking what you know and taking, Taking what makes you unique. I mean, I because I, I work with people too, because I have a mastermind. I work with kind of people one-on-one, helping them like get started and grow their channels. And, yeah. you know, the thing is, is like I will, I'll look at their channel and I'll watch it. I'm like, okay. And then I always have them give me like a whole, sometimes it's like two pages. I ask them, I have a series of questions and they answer them kind of about who they are, their personal life. Uh-huh. And I'm just like, uh, why did you, why aren't you bringing that to your channel? Yeah. Like, we don't need another generic, vague makeup channel. Like, you have such a cool, unique bra- background and you can relate it to this. Like, bring that out. Bring what makes you unique. Like, like people want to learn and you have your own life experiences, your own perspective. Like, bring that out. Like, don't just be another generic makeup channel doing yeah. the same beauties b- b- videos that everybody else is doing. Yeah. yeah. Bring yeah, something exactly. different. And then I think people yeah. will catch on to that. So, okay. What's the best equipment tip? Lighting, cameras. Oh my God. <laughs> like the worst person to ask. Oh, about. really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. I'm using, and I get this question a lot. I'm using mm-hmm. a Nikon D3100. It's a photography, like it's, specifically for photography, not videography. It cuts me off every 10 minutes. It doesn't have autofocus. Like three of the four ports don't work. So I have to use a Swiffer handle to like focus myself. Yeah. I, uh, are you going to be getting a new camera or is there a reason that you're sticking to it? And I couldn't like it. I I cannot identify with anything else except this camera. (laughs) That cuts you off every 10 minutes. off every 10 minutes and if you've seen my videos my videos are like 20 minutes long yeah you have long videos <laughs> imagine the editing and everything like every oh. video is 30 minutes and then I have to condense it down I'm like Danny why do you talk so much yeah like, handle it girl <laughs> but I can't um and then my um umbrella lights are like $40 umbrella lights from mm. cowboy studio yeah. which everybody has. has those yeah. Yeah. Super affordable. I'm still on the same light bulbs from like two or three years ago. Yeah. So they're a great investment. Um, I don't think you need a ring light. I barely got one maybe a year ago. Mm. I, I don't think it's important. You have a, you have a window girl, use it. Like, Do you that's use natural light? That's what I'm asking. Sometimes. Okay. Sometimes mm-hmm. now, you know, uh, now if I have the opportunity to film on the weekends when I don't have my kids, then I will, you know, mm-hmm. I'll use natural mm-hmm. light. But, um, you know, it's just people aren't going to come see you for your lighting and people aren't going to come see you for how fancy your transitions are on editing. I mean, I used uh, the I no, What is it called? iMovie? No, I had a, a PC. I used my laptop that I oh. used when I was a teacher to edit my videos. It was a PC. I didn't have transitions. I didn't movie, have movie. Ma- oh, I said, movie, movie maker. maker. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yes, I used Microsoft or Windows, Windows, Windows Movie, Maker. Movie Maker. Yeah, I used that for years. Like for the first two years, it wasn't until my best friend Sam came to visit me one weekend, and she was like, "Bitch, I'm going to teach you how to do iMovie yeah. because you need transitions and you need to insert swatches." And I was like, "Whoa, this is yeah. like a whole new world." Yeah. So is that what so, you're using now? Is iMovie? Yeah, iMovie. Oh, wow. Let me tell you, I tried to learn Final Cut Pro. I was like, Mm-mm. "Really? <laughs> That's crazy. Too um, hard." All right. So we've got the beauty bonus round and then I'll do questions from the Facebook group and then we'll wrap this up. All right. Okay. So what would you not do again if you were to start your channel right now? Um, probably reply to the negativity at the beginning. That was my biggest mistake is Mm. I would engage, you know, in negativity. I wouldn't do a video about it, but if someone left me a comment, I would like, I am so creative when someone says something rude to me, like I have like the best (laughs) comeback. Your mama. (laughs) It's really like a wasted talent, let me tell you. And so that was a mistake because honestly, like that's not who I am. Yeah, I you don't need to stick to that And I level. probably made their day worse, yeah, you know? Yeah, they're so. already, for them, for, I know, I truly believe that for somebody to take the energy and effort to write yeah. a bad comment, they're probably very unhappy people. And it's yeah. just, you just kind of have to say oh, like. it's definitely a regret of mine. And then another regret of mine was, uh, uh, <laughs> I'm even embarrassed to talk about mm-hmm. it, is I would make a lot of hooker jokes. And I didn't realize, and this might make me sound ignorant. And I'm, I'm the, if I hurt someone's feelings, I do not ever hesitate to apologize, whatever, you know, I made a mistake. I'm so sorry. Maybe I'll take this chance to to apologize, you know, because a lot of times when I was describing something glittery or colorful or really bright, or if I messed up my makeup and I was trying to do a smoky eye, like a hooker or whatever. Yes. You guys remember that episode of friends where, you know, Ross was doing Rachel's makeup and she she was like, you look like a classy hooker or something, you know? It was in horrible taste. I was trying to be funny, you know. I mean, did people buy? I mean, is that that's not that bad? I mean, well, it's it wasn't bad in it wasn't bad in intent. Mm -hmm. Like I, my heart wasn't in a bad place trying to be funny. But I mean, did people get offended or something? Oh my gosh! Like I, you know, I am, you know, I hate women, and you know, it was it was more. Oh, geez. People are so You know, like, it's not a, it's not a, (laughs) you know, sex trafficking and, you know, women are abused and and I get it. I totally get it. It it was in really poor taste, but it's kind of like things that you say in private with your friends and things that you say politically correctly. And that was, or politically correct. And that, that was my mistake. And I, I, I take full responsibility for it. And I still get comments now like, I miss your hooker jokes. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I do too. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't like I don't like to hurt people's feelings. Yeah. That's not I am. And if it offends one person, okay, done. It's done. It's done. You know? Yeah, you can say that, but some people are just hypersensitive about things too. And and it, <laughs> I think it has to go with like the intent. Like you're not in- you're not in any way speaking politically about sex trafficking or anything like that when you're well, making the way those that jokes. I see it is, it's a beauty channel. Yeah, like, exactly. You're not, like, you're not like a politician. You're not somebody out there who's, yeah. But I mean, you know, people, here's the thing. People are going to get offended by everything. They'll, they could be yeah. offended. And so you can't, yeah, but. 
anyways, but that, that's funny. Well, look, okay. There's the, but I guess like there's certain limits. Like for example, uh, the hooker jokes. Okay. I get it because I am a woman and I understand how it could offend another woman mm-hmm. done. It's removed. Mm-hmm. But like when I say things like, Oh my God, this eyeshadow is so awesome. It makes me want to punch a puppy. Yeah. Like, oh, whoa, whoa. Like Danny, you need to like, you're horrible. You're a horrible person. I'm like, listen, I have four dogs. Would I punch a freaking puppy. <laughs> that's kind of a funny it's comment. It's just how I talk. I'm yeah. Sorry. Well, that's what I'm saying. A lot of it, it's like the intent. And I understand how people could be like, oh, wow, are you saying you're punching a puppy? Like, that's not like, <laughs> you know, that's not cool. But it's, yeah, you have to look at the intent and all that. But it's hard. I, I think that's a hard thing today because I think everything has to be so politically correct. And yeah. and it, 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 it sucks a little bit of life out of things. To yeah, be honest, because yeah, because you're fun. yeah the fun out of it like people can't joke anymore because the reality is it's like you know I, I like I say you have to look at the intent the person but I think that's the topic for a whole another another show but <laughs> <laughs> and I have my opinions on that too obviously but you know I think yeah. if you don't intending to do the harm but I don't know I don't know there, there's a lot it's kind of a fine line it's a gray area so yeah absolutely um, okay um who would be your dream collaboration. Oh, wow. Um, like another YouTuber or a company? I don't know. I actually, either one. Oh, man. There are so many. Um, I don't know. Honestly, like you, this is a, this is a big curve. I'm trying to think about it now. There's so <laughs> many women that like inspire me every day with how they, um, you know, run their lives or their careers on YouTube or yeah. how they haven't swindled an opportunity. Like, I don't know, Dulce Candy, for example, which is probably, uh, you know, one of the biggest influencers and in Latinas on mm-hmm. uh, YouTube right now. Um, she's done so much. I just feel like any opportunity that is sent my way or any any time a person takes time out of their schedule to reach out to me in hopes of a collaboration or working to working with me in some capacity is a major compliment, yeah. you know? And so I don't, like I said, I don't have really big goals for myself as long as I keep growing. Um, but there's so many really great brands on the market right now, but I, it just, it makes me, it makes me feel so much more fulfilled when a smaller company or a smaller YouTuber notice me rather than a bigger one, because when it's a YouTuber that's smaller, it shows their, their confidence in themselves. And that Mm -hmm. speaks volume. And then when it's a smaller brand, if I'm in any position in life, in any aspect of my life where I can help someone, I always take it. Mm -hmm. I'll take it for sure. Mm -hmm. You know? Um, and like I said, that collaboration with it's a, that's coming out next week, it's a smaller brand, you know? Um, but they, they're, I'm telling you, they're the next color pop for sure. It's a, it's a, mm -hmm, it's I T T S E with a, um, accent. Okay, cool. Yeah. Very exciting. Okay. Let's see. What is your favorite? I think we kind of talked about this. What is your favorite opportunity you got as a result of YouTube? Uh, yeah, probably maybe ColourPop. I mean, there's, yeah, probably ColourPop or even like I had my very first official meetup. That's something that I'm such a chicken about, like having yeah. a meetup. Like I'm like, no one's going to show up. Simple Human, which is the mirror that I oh, used to. Oh, yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. They, uh, they invited me to do my very first meetup um, last year. And so that was really exciting. You know, I mean, yeah. 
That's everything very cool. Is, everything is exciting for me. I'm like a, I'm like a ferret. I'm like, ooh, shiny. Everything's <laughs> exciting. You're like, yes, I'll do it all. Um, okay. And then last question, and then we'll get to some of the questions from the audience and then we'll wrap this up. What is your superpower? So what I, I, I always say, I always ask this question, and this is also something that I talk about in the mastermind and all that is that, and I actually talk about on the podcast is that everybody has a superpower, which is like something that they're really, really good at, or that comes naturally that they don't have to try that has contributed to their success. Um, okay. I would probably say the, the way that I can communicate with people because it's been, it was a struggle for me at the beginning when I was younger, I didn't know how to communicate. So I made it a point to be able to be approachable and social and funny, but at the same time, articulate my thoughts in a way that would be smart Mm -hmm. and would make sense. And wouldn't just be fluff or fillers or ums and ifs. And, you know, it, it was a struggle for me. So I made it a point to, I made it a point to learn to communicate in a way that it resonated with people, but it also made a connection, you know? And so again, with teaching, I still think in Spanish. And when I'm thinking, I translate it once it comes out of my mouth in English. Like Mm. I still process my thoughts in Spanish. And so I always make it a point to say things that will stick with someone, you know, that won't just have them stare off into the distance. I remember so many times being a student in school where I had a teacher that would just kind of, I would just be staring and have no idea what they were talking about, like Charlie Brown. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so, um, probably would would be to connect with someone in a way that they stay engaged. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Other than that, I mean, I always tell my son that I'm a witch because I have really crazy hearing like, <laughs> in real life. <laughs> really? That's funny. Yeah. He's downstairs. He's almost five. He'll be downstairs. Yeah. And I'm like, um, why are you eating cookies? <laughs> How do you know? That's funny. I'm the same way with my sense of smell. Like I could tell, like, like my husband comes home. I'm like, did you have a hamburger for dinner? Or like, or I'll be like, I'll, I'll be like, like, did you stop at your McDonald's? Like, you know, I could just, I get, I have that weird sense of smell that I can smell everything. So yeah, I, that's awesome. Okay. So we're running kind of short on time, but I'll just ask one question that, you know, one of the things that a lot of people ask, which we've talked a lot about is like, how do you stay so positive and all that? That seems to be a theme because everyone just admires the fact that you're so positive. But I think we, we kind of talked about that a little bit. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing is like, how do you balance things? Like you've got the two kids, like how do you balance everything? Do you have a schedule? Uh, how are you able to kind of combine, like, you know, balance the work and then the personal and then get everything done? Okay. Um, well, I was, uh, I I'm divorced now. Mm -hmm. And before I was divorced, um, it was something that I would have to really plan out because, my only alone time was in the middle of the night when everyone was sleeping. So, um, I make it a point to stay. If my, if my children are around or they're awake, I am a mom. I'm not a YouTuber. I'm not anything. I'm just a mom, you know? And so I really make it a point to create lists and to stay organized and to define my roles in life at that moment in time. So, um, if I knew I had, you know, 
two videos that I needed to do for the following week. Or if I knew I had one video, I may, I always have an ongoing list of videos that I need to film. And what I do is I have a calendar, which it's like literally in front of me. Well, no one can see, but you can. Yeah. <laughs> I have a calendar um, in front of me and it helps me visualize, you know, where I'm going with my channel, what I need to get done. And unfortunately or fortunately, I guess the, no matter how you see it is, uh, I'm a mom when my kids are around. I am a YouTuber when I need to work, you know, I needed to be a wife when I needed to be a wife. And so organization is extremely important, especially like I told you guys, that number one tip is to commit to a schedule and actually do it. So, um, I would always film at night. And so I would film enough footage to have enough videos ready for two weeks. So mm -hmm. if something happened, if my kids got sick, if I had an emergency, I'm still sticking to my schedule because that's what I said I would do. And that's my job, Yeah, you know? So, uh, now that my kids are with their down the weekends, I'm like, whoa, whoa, it's I have so to much time. Kids. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have to eat in five minutes and my food isn't cold. Yeah. Oh, I know that. <laughs> It's relearning a new schedule. So mm -hmm. now I only, you know, reply to emails during the week or I'll edit a video or whatever. But since I have the whole weekend, then I can, you know, I have a little bit more leisure when it comes yeah. to planning, but it can get done. If you're married, if you have small kids, it can get done. You know, I would start filming around 10 o'clock at night wow. and I wouldn't stop filming until about one in the morning. And you did that like once or twice a week or how often would you do that? Once a week. Once a week. Okay. So you had like your one night when you were filming and then, <laughs> yeah. And then when would you edit? And then I would edit, um, when my oldest son is in school and my littlest was napping. napping. And if I didn't finish, then when they went to bed the next day, then I would finish, yeah. you know, but it's all, I've always made it a point to define my roles at that moment in time. I can't have that it's, I, I always talk to my subscribers about how I'm not just a mom. Like I need, I need you guys to remember you're not just a mom. Mm -hmm. You're so many different things, you know? Mm -hmm. And as much as I say that, guess what? Mom is number one. It's so. easy to get lost in that. You know, I have a one-year-old and it's, you know, kind of my first and it's easy to get lost in the fact that, you know, you have this person that you're taking care of and it's so important yeah. and you want to put your all into it. But it is so important to maintain your own identity in an oh, extent. Oh, yes. It's well, really if, I, if I had maintained my own identity, I wouldn't have had my YouTube channel. Thankfully, well, and the I, thing is too, even know? like what you're going through personally and like going through a divorce and the whole thing. I mean, if you don't and then you end up like that, then you don't, then you're like, you what are you going to do? What, what yeah. are you going to do? How are you going to support yourself? And I think for women, it's like super important. Um, I mean, it's hard. It's hard to have it all. Obviously, it's hard to oh. be a mom and be there. And, and you have a, you, you have a great thing in that, you know, doing YouTube, you have your own, you're your own boss, you have your own schedule, so you can schedule. revolve it around it, which is amazing. Uh, but it's really important because then if something happens, life yeah. happens, you know, you can, you can end up, you know, single mom with kids and how are you going to support yourself? So it's like, yeah. you know, it's, you have something. Well, yeah. And, and another thing to remember is if you don't like it enough to stay up until two yeah, or three in yeah, the morning do editing, then you're not in the right field. You don't, you don't want to be a YouTuber. Yeah. You know, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I went to bed around three 30 and had to get up at five 30. Yeah. Um, but it didn't, 
feel like a sacrifice to yeah. me. It didn't feel like a chore. I was like, wow, good night of filming, you know? It was yeah, awesome. that's so true. Because if you really have that attitude, you're much better off getting a, a regular job where you make yeah. a consistent income and you're yeah. not dealing with all the criticism and you're not dealing with like the self-motivation. Like it's, it's hard. I mean, having your own business, I mean, technically this is your own business and yeah. you've got to be self-motivated. You've got to, you have to do that. And if you don't fully love it, then it's so much easier just to get a, a regular normal job. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, you're just better off yeah. doing that and keeping this as a hobby. So, it's true. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Well, thank you so oh, much. Awesome. I'm so <laughs> glad that you came on the show and I know that everyone's going to enjoy it. And if anybody's not familiar with your channel and they just love you after hearing your interview, where can they go and find you? Uh, Coffee Break with Danny on YouTube. Just search Coffee Break with Danny. Uh, Coffee Break with Danny on Instagram, which is where I'm most active. Okay. I do have a Snapchat, but I'm like never on there because I don't know how to use it. Okay. Let's be honest. <laughs> Actually, I never got. I haven't gotten into Snapchat. And now that there's Instagram stories, it's like, eh, what do I need Snapchat? I know. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm I like. Eh. Sometimes I feel like a grandma. I'm yeah. You. I know. I know. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. All right. Bye. Well, that's it. That's our episode. And I hope you enjoyed it. And if you stayed this long, do me a huge, huge favor and leave a review on iTunes. Five stars would be amazing. It helps more than you know, helping other people find the Beauty and the Vlog podcast. Also, make sure you check out beautyandthevlog.com for all the show notes for this episode. And if you're not a part of the Beauty and the Vlog family on our Facebook group, Make sure you join for lots of support, collaborations, and questions and answers for anything related to being a content creator on YouTube. This is Erica, and I will see you next week.